Hey, I'm Rachel May, country singer-songwriter and host of Mama's Cup of Ambition, the podcast for ambitious mamas with big dreams and little kids. Or maybe your kids aren't so little anymore, but your dreams are still just as big as ever. Wherever you find yourself in your motherhood journey, if you've got ambitious goals that you're longing to achieve and you're looking to spark inspiration, cultivate motivation, and develop community with like-minded mamas, you're in the right place. As a new mama myself, I created this show as a place for honest and empowering conversations about motherhood, entrepreneurship, and dream chasing. So grab a notebook, top off that cup of coffee, and let's turn our goals into action plans and our dreams into reality together. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Mama's Cup of Ambition, where the odds are extremely high that you'll hear either a giggling toddler or a crying baby in the background. (laughs) But as you might have gathered from the title of today's episode, I'm going to be diving into a topic that I'm super passionate about and that gets right to the heart of why I created this show to begin with. So today is all about beginning to reconnect with and redefine your dreams in motherhood because becoming a mama is a transformative experience that can really greatly impact our sense of self and it can really alter our identity and how we approach our ambitions in a lot of ways, right? I know for me, the transition into motherhood was like a major turning point point. It was a point where I experienced some of the biggest highs and lows of my life. And there were these massive waves of joy and purpose as I stepped into this new role of mama and gave over the bulk of my focus and attention to the little babe who was counting on me for his survival. And it was an incredible experience and one that I had very much been dreaming of and praying for. So in a lot of ways, my arrival into motherhood was the realization of one of my biggest dreams. But that wasn't my only dream. And for a while, I was really wrestling with the idea of even wanting anything more beyond my role as mama, you know? It was like I almost found myself feeling guilty for still having desires that weren't directly related to being mom. Can you relate to that? And I'm not sure why as mamas we sometimes feel like the other parts of our identity are required to just fade into the background of our existence. I mean, it's not like there's a bouncer at the door of motherhood demanding that you hand over any and all unfulfilled dreams or aspirations from your life before kids before being granted access to the club. But it can sure feel that way. At least that was my experience. But what I've come to know from spending a ridiculous amount of time exploring this idea is that it's really not uncommon for mamas to feel like they've lost parts of themselves or their passions and their goals once they've stepped into their new role as 24-7 caregivers to tiny humans. And what I've also come to understand is that as we lean into the sometimes all-encompassing responsibilities of motherhood, inevitably there comes a point when we realize that our dreams are still calling our name, right? So whether you've handed your dreams over to that metaphorical bouncer at the door or not, your dreams still exist. They may just be in the other room waiting for you to return to claim them, but they're still there. And when we eventually come back to the things that we've had on hold, very often we discover that we need to redefine our dreams and kind of rediscover who we are as individuals because both of those things look very different in motherhood. But with a little introspection, patience and determination, it is possible to redefine your dreams and to reconnect with yourself in motherhood. So today I thought I'd walk you through a four-step framework that I've used to just kind of get the ball rolling again in the direction of my own dreams. And I'll preface this by saying, I'm not a coach 
or a guru, and I'm certainly not claiming to have a one-size-fits-all approach that can fix everything. I am actively in this process myself right now. So I'm really just pulling back the curtain here and inviting you to come alongside me as I share what I've been trying and what's been working for me in this season. Because let's be honest, we all have our own specific set of challenges and hurdles to jump. So how we approach these ideas and move through them, it's going to look different for each of us. But the idea here is to just get the wheels turning for you on how you might start feeling into your dreams again and to inspire you to get into action no matter how small the steps are that you're able to take. Because even if you just take one of the ideas from this framework and find a way to put it into practice in your own life, you'll be surprised how much momentum you can generate just by getting into action. So are you ready? Are you excited? (laughs) I am. Let's get into it. So if you know me at all, you know I love a good acronym. So of course I created one for this framework. And I have to tell you, it could not be more fitting because it's so on brand with my ambitious music making dreams. (laughs) And don't worry, this framework has nothing really to do with making music. Unless that happens to be your dream, then you will see this as a sign perhaps. But the acronym for this framework to redefine and reconnect with your dreams in motherhood is to SING. S-I-N-G. Sing. (laughs) So the first step in the framework is to give yourself a single focus. Now, before my multi-passionate mamas check out and tell me to kick rocks, hear me out. Because if ever there was someone who gets you, it's me. I am about as multi-passionate as they come, okay? I mean, I can't even commit to just one hairstyle for any significant length of time. And when I started this podcast, I was juggling two other podcasts in addition to becoming a mama. So hear me when I say, I know firsthand how freaking hard it is to zoom in on a singular focus. But When we try to tackle all of our ambitions at the same time, nothing has the room and nourishment to grow into the best version of itself. It's like overcrowding a garden and trying to plant everything in the same soil at the same time. And sure, maybe some things can grow side by side and complement each other. But in a lot of cases, the things that you're planning and hoping to grow have their own very specific needs to flourish. And like Amy McLaren said in our conversation in episode 34, just because you're choosing to focus on one specific thing right now, that doesn't mean that you're saying no to all those other things forever. It's just a not right now. I heard someone recently describe this by saying, when you focus on one thing first, it's like planting a tree. And once your tree is rooted, it'll develop into a trunk and then eventually it'll grow branches and those branches can have leaves or even blooms. In other words, plant the roots for the solid foundation first and then eventually you can branch out to all of the other areas that inspire you. So that's why I'm recommending here that you really try to turn your attention to a singular focus and the more specific, the better. So for example, let's say that you're considering starting a podcast because podcasts are awesome, right? Um, But that's a very broad goal. So how can we make that more specific and more of a singular focus? So if we take that goal and choose a singular focus, maybe we could start by saying we need to identify our audience and what we'll discuss on the show. That could be the singular focus. And there's a really great book that goes into good detail about this particular strategy. It's called The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. And it's a really great read. I highly recommend 
recommend this book if you struggle to get focused when it comes to your big audacious goals. And I'm raising my hand here. That's perhaps why I loved this book so much and got so much value from it. And I will link to it in the show description for you so you can easily find it, but it's called The One Thing. So as we zero in on what your singular focus could be, let's do this little exercise to try to just generate some reflection. So you can open a note on your phone or grab a journal and write down some of your core values, passions, and goals. Like what comes to mind? What drives you and brings you joy? Like if you had an entire child-free day to work on whatever you wanted, what would you do? And for the sake of this exercise, let's just pretend that the house is already clean, the laundry's caught up, the grocery shopping and meal prep is done, and that exhaustive list of life admin is being handled, and you got a great night's sleep. (laughs) So this child-free day is yours to do as you please. What are you doing? Now, I know that sometimes this can be hard to answer, especially if you don't regularly get time to work on your bigger goals these days. And it's really common for your mind to just kind of go blank when posed these questions. We've been going into a deep dive on this topic in the Ambitious Mamas Club this quarter with the book Find Your Unicorn Space by Eve Rodsky. And it has been such an eye opener for me because it can be really challenging to identify exactly what lights you up when you don't have time to actively explore and cultivate. So what I love about this book is that it's just been taking us on like a deep dive of self-discovery and through a series of exercises, you start to kind of generate this clarity around the things that you're most passionate about. And side note, if you want to join the Ambitious Mamas Club and go through that book with us, there are a handful of companion podcast episodes that I've recorded exclusively for club members. So if you're listening to this in real time, we're currently reading this book together in our book club and you can come and join in on the fun. Or if you're listening to this in the future, as a club member, you get access to the archives, which means you can totally go back and read the book and listen to the companion episodes for some extra support and camaraderie at any time. So anyway, once you've given yourself some time to kind of let your mind wander and you've hopefully come up with some ideas for how you'd spend that child-free day, look at that list and let's try to identify one thing that you could start working on. No matter how small the steps you're able to take right now are, what's one thing you could focus on first? So in the context of our example of starting a podcast, let's say that we identified our singular focus was going to be creating show clarity. And that includes coming up with a name, identifying our target audience, and clarifying what the show will explore and discuss. Now we have an entry point to get started, right? A singular focus point, and we can easily see what our next steps are to start getting into action toward our goal. And doesn't that feel so much more approachable and so much less daunting than just saying, I want to start a podcast? I think so. So once you've identified what your singular focus is going to be, Now it's time for step two in the framework, and the letter I in our acronym stands for intention. So coming back to our podcast example, in step one, we identified that we were going to focus on first creating show clarity. So now it's time to set an intention around that singular focus. So maybe that means you need to take a look at your calendar and block out even just 30 minutes somewhere in your schedule where you can put on some headphones and do a brain dump of all of the possible show names for your podcast. And then maybe another 30 minutes somewhere else where you can write out some taglines and show descriptions. Basically, we're taking our singular focus and we're setting the intention to move it 
forward. And I'm here as proof telling you that you do not need that entire child-free day that we talked about in the previous exercise, okay? That was just to get the creative juices flowing for you. But don't feel like you need an entire day to get into action because you don't. You really can move the dial and get things done with even just a half an hour, truly. I promise you, I would not be saying this if I did not have proof of this for myself. I mean, if you're anything like me, you can probably recall a time when you found out at the last minute that you were going to have some unexpected guests come over for a visit and you had to like speed clean your house to make it feel even slightly less of a train wreck, right? (laughs) No, just me. My point is, when the clock is running and you set the intention to get something done, you will be surprised how productive you can be, even with the littlest window of time. So set an intention and give yourself permission to prioritize your own needs and desires. Commit to taking action on your singular focus and then rinse and repeat. And then try to make it a part of your weekly routine if you can. Get in the practice of taking small steps toward your dream on a regular basis. Because look, even if all you can find is a 30-minute window of time once a week, well, that's still two hours a month. And if you have a singular focus established and you set the intention to take that action, even if it feels small and slow going, I promise, I promise it starts to add up. And before you know it, you'll look up and you'll see that you're further down the road toward your dreams. So establish a singular focus, set the intention, and now we're ready for step three in the framework. And look, if I'm honest, this really could have been the first step in the framework, but that would have seriously messed up my acronym. So that's why it's step three. Step three is where the N comes into our acronym and it stands for NET. Now, I was going to use the word network here, but here's the thing. I don't know about you, but for me, the word network immediately evokes an image of like the old school networking events where you're at a cocktail party and everyone's handing out their business cards and pitching their latest service or offer while sort of masking their sales pitch as just shooting the breeze. And maybe I'm just cynical and have a bad taste in my mouth from previous experiences, but I hate that kind of networking. Like the kind where it feels like folks just see you as nothing more than an opportunity to move themselves forward. I think we've all been in that situation before and it's not a great feeling and we can all read between the lines like we know what's up. So I decided to use the word net here instead because this step is to establish some support for yourself. And when I thought of the word net, the first thing that came to mind for me was an acrobat walking on a tightrope. And let's be honest, chasing our dreams is a bit like walking a tightrope, right? (laughs) It requires balance, focus, and courage to keep taking steps forward despite the fear of falling. And just like the tightrope walker, it's important for us to have a supportive safety net there to catch us if we stumble. And obviously, I'm not speaking literally here. I'm talking about a net composed of like-minded mamas who understand the struggles unique to pursuing big dreams and goals in motherhood and can offer support and advice and encouragement. We can really make all of the difference because chasing dreams while raising little kids can feel daunting and really overwhelming. And that's where the power of community and accountability partners really cannot be underestimated. Having a network of women who become your cheerleaders, your sounding board, your motivation to keep pushing forward when the going gets tough, like it can really be the difference between staying in the game or giving up. 
So find the community that can serve as your net. Allow yourself to connect and establish some accountability and support for yourself. Now, if you've been in my world for any length of time, then you've heard me talk about the Ambitious Mamas Club, and I've already talked about it even in this episode. And obviously, I would love to have you join the club and allow me to walk alongside you on this journey because clearly I'm super passionate about this stuff. But really, I just want you to find the community that's right for you. So look for local or online groups where you You can connect with others who share your experiences and can offer encouragement and advice, whether that means joining the Ambitious Mamas Club or another established group, or maybe that means you start your own local accountability group. However you get there, I just want to highly encourage you to get there. (laughs) You don't have to go it alone. Give yourself the support of Annette so that you can walk the tightrope act of trying to balance motherhood and dream chasing with confidence. Your net of support will allow you to take the risks and push yourself to limits that you didn't even know were possible, knowing that even if you fall, you'll have a community to rely on and it will absolutely make navigating all of the challenges that you'll inevitably face so much more manageable. I just believe that on a soul level. So establish a singular focus, set the intention and build a net. So the final step in the framework, the letter G comes into our acronym. And the letter G stands for give yourself grace. And this one is huge because look, you are going to make plans and sometimes they're going to fall apart or be pushed to the back burner because a kid gets sick or has a sleep regression or a change in schedules or any number of things that come up for us as mamas, right? And it can feel so frustrating to feel like you're falling behind or like you just keep getting set back when you're trying to make progress on your dream. I've been there many times and I can guarantee that I will end up there again because I'm in the game, right? So just know we're all going to face unexpected stumbling points and roadblocks as we navigate this territory of dream chasing with little kids in tow. There is just no way around it. Now, again, that's where the net is so valuable because it can be really helpful to have a safe place to turn for encouragement in those moments, especially if you're in community with other mamas who really understand what you're up against. And when When I say give yourself grace, what I'm not saying is to just jump ship at the first unexpected turn because your dreams matter. What I am saying is to get into the practice of giving yourself grace. It is absolutely essential to be gentle with yourself and to recognize that establishing and reconnecting with dreams takes time. It's a process of self-discovery and it will very likely involve trial and error and setbacks and challenges along the way. But with a little patience, and persistence and self-compassion, it is absolutely possible to redefine your dreams and to connect with yourself in a meaningful way. So to summarize, here's the acronym for our framework to redefine and reconnect with your dreams in motherhood. So we are going to sing. So S, single focus. Narrow in on a singular focus to start. Plant the roots for a solid foundation first, and then eventually your tree can branch out to all of the areas that inspire inspire you. I, intention. Set an intention and give yourself permission to prioritize your own needs and desires. Commit to taking
taking action on a singular focus and then rinse and repeat. N, net. Give yourself the support of a net so that you can walk the tightrope act of trying to balance motherhood and dream chasing with confidence. Your net will support you and allow you to take the risks and push yourself to limits you never knew were possible, knowing that even if you fall, you have community to rely on. G, give yourself grace. It's essential to be gentle with yourself and to recognize that establishing or reconnecting with a dream takes time. It's a process of self-discovery and it will very likely involve trial and error, setbacks and challenges along the way. So there you have it. That is my four-step framework for redefining and reconnecting with your dreams in motherhood. And again, this isn't a one-size-fits-all formula because really, what is one-size-fits-all in life? (laughs) Like, I just don't think that truly exists. But if you use these steps as a guide to just get yourself moving in the direction of your dreams, then I truly believe that you'll begin to rediscover your passions and ambitions while still being able to prioritize your role as mama. So, As always, if you want to connect with me and share what you're working on, you know I would love it. You can find me on Instagram at Mama's Cup of Ambition. And if you want to go even deeper and spend even more time with me, well, then I would love nothing more than to support and encourage you to step into your highest calling over in the Ambitious Mamas Club. You can find the link to join in the show description. And if you got something out of today's episode and you know someone who might benefit from the message as well, it would mean so much to me if you would consider sharing the show with them. So I just want to close today's episode by saying this. If there's a desire on your heart that just keeps coming up for you, give yourself permission to jump in and go after your dream. With the right mindset and support, you really can achieve great things, mama. I believe that with all my heart and soul. So until next time, may your dreams be ambitious, may your coffee be strong, and may we all find the courage to allow our heart's desires to sing. I'll talk to you soon.